everybody. So this is really exciting. I'm finally ready to give you guys my top 15 films of 2016. I saw 145 releases from 2016, which is crazy. I don't know how I pulled that off, but I actually ended up having a lot of movies that I wanted to put in this top 15. I mean, my, my top 30 are all movies that I really, really, really liked a lot. My top 15, are all movies that I've moved around and moved around. This has been so hard. Like, I, I hope you guys appreciate how much like thought and, and <laughs> I gave to this list. Like, I really did. And and so, yeah, I I, I it's it's no. But if something is number fifteen, I love it. Like, it beat out. I saw 145 movies, so it beat out a lot of movies. So just try to keep that in mind. So number 15 on my list is Hidden Figures. And I wanted to put this higher. I debated about putting it higher because this is probably one of the most rewatchable movies that I'll have on this list. Like a movie like Hacksaw Ridge, I loved and you'll see how much I loved it, but I'm not gonna rewatch that all the time. And this was just so heartwarming. It was so wonderful to see. I love movies about work. And I thought this movie did such a good job of showing how certain kinds of discrimination can be institutionalized and people that would never see themselves as being particularly racist that they uh, that they just sort of follow along with the institution or the system and that was totally the Kevin Costner character uh, the, the Jim Parsons character could have been a little bit better but these were all just things that were just part of the way things were and and so I think that's a lot more interesting to me than like the big bad evil redneck which has its place in stories I, I it totally does. But I thought this was something I could more relate to and it made me think of the ways that I sort of maybe don't speak out or don't, uh, or just sort of accept institutionalized discrimination or institutionalized uh, things maybe more than I, I should. And I love the fact that it's PG and that we can you can watch it with families and they can get to know these amazing women who have been, are finally getting their moment in the, in the sun. So number 14 for me is Hell or High Water. And this I think is actually a perfectly executed film. It may be the most perfectly executed film on this list. Like the other ones, uh, are just maybe more sort of my genre, more sort of uh, type of film that I tend to respond to, but this film was just so perfectly executed. The script is so relevant. It's so good. <clears throat> and all the performances are just wonderful, excellent. Even little performances like Katie Mixon is in here and she's great as just this waitress. And, and then uh, Chris Pine, so great. Uh, Bridges as the sheriff and he's great. And I really liked the man who played his his partner. They're all really good. Ben Foster redeemed himself from Warcraft. A movie about these brothers and about how their uh, relationship, how they'll do almost anything for each other. They'll do anything, not almost. They'll do anything for each other. And you really felt that. And there was just such a sense of place and a sense of you knew where these people were and who and why they were doing what they were doing. And, and uh, it just was really gripping. <laughs> 13, I don't know if this will be on that many people's list, but uh, and I did watch all of these movies that I hadn't seen in a while again just to make sure that I, I still really loved them the way, way I did. 
So number 13 for me is 10 Cloverfield Lane. And I'm not normally a huge thriller horror person, but this movie just kept surprising me. And I think that's why it's on this list. I, I really didn't know what was gonna happen the whole way. I, I didn't know if he's, is this is delusional, if there really is sort of an uh, apocalyptic kind of event that's happened outside, or if he's just made this up, or, or what they were gonna do, how they were gonna get out, <clears throat> if they were gonna get out. Like I really just didn't know what was gonna happen. And I thought that the performances were all great. Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Goodman are so good in it. It's so scary and just just shocking. Like I, it's one of the only movies I've seen in a long time that I like I literally ex exhaled <laughs> in shock uh, at, at the acid scene. And I don't know, I just thought it was so compelling. I left having actually have, have, have had fun at a horror movie. And uh, and I liked the ending. I know a lot of people don't like the ending. I didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of cool. And number 12 for me is a documentary. This year has been a very strong year for documentaries. And this one I think touched my heart so much because it's about a YouTuber. Hello. Uh, it's called Presenting Princess Shaw. And it's about this woman who is just a small time YouTuber like me. And she has, you know, 30, 40, 80 hits on a lot of videos. And she's a singer and she goes to open call nights and things like that. And she writes this song about being a survivor of sexual abuse and this this Israeli guy named Kudaman he does these mashups and he finds her song and normally he like mashes together but he actually used the whole song and and it ends up getting like two million hits and they end up meeting and it just like changes her life and it was just so like life-affirming and positive sometimes it can feel like whether you're blogging or YouTubing Everything can feel very negative, and I, I just felt like I needed this movie to remind myself that this can be such a positive thing. And for me, it was really hard because I loved this movie, and I've been championing it all year since I saw it in August. But it didn't make my top 10, and I can't believe it. But number 11 is Pete's Dragon. I love it movie so much, but oh, these, I, I just love these 11 movies so much, but yeah, so Pete's Dragon, I just, I want Disney to make more of these movies. This movie felt like the kind of movie we don't normally get very often. This movie felt sincere and emotional and not afraid to give kids an emotional story like you used to get in live action Disney films. Not these, these churned out remakes that we've been getting lately. And I, I guess I gave it more credit than others did just because it was so refreshing to me in that regard. I loved the dragon. I thought he was so great. I loved the relationship between Elliot and and Pete. And I, the, I love Bryce Dallas Howard in this. She was wonderful. Robert Redford was great in it. I just they had such heart. So my number 10 is another documentary. And this was so original. It's called Tower. And this is a combined animation and documentary, kind of like Waltz with Bashir a little bit, um, but it was really amazing to me. It was unlike anything I think I've ever seen before. And what they do is they are, it's about this event that happened in 1966 in the University of Texas, where there's this sniper in this tower at the University of Texas. And, and it basically, they go through like minute by minute what's happening with the victims and the tower and they have interviews from the actual victims but then they also have it in animation 
and then actors sort of portraying those, doing the voice acting and then the acting uh, of those parts. And so it just like immerses you in a way that I had never seen before. And and I love the fact that they really showed like all sides of this. There's there's one character who's like, I swear, like John McClane. He was so amazing. And then there there's another one who like admitted, I'm a coward. Like I stayed inside. I did not go out there. And then there's another lady who like, uh, there's a pregnant lady who gets shot and and <clears throat> there's a lady who crawls on her belly all the way up just so she can hold the woman's hand and it was just so emotional and the the people that were portrayed were had like never dealt with this really which kind of blew my mind and so the making of this movie actually was sort of actually gave them closure all these years later and they still hadn't gotten closure on, on what had happened. Number nine for me, I actually had it off the list for a little while because I was thinking, oh, it's it's overrated. Um, but then I watched it again. I'm like, nope, I love it. And it is Zootopia. And, you know, it is true that the metaphor does kind of fall apart if you kind of overthink it. I get it. I'm aware of it. But I, I think that it's still, there's still enough there for kids to take an important lesson from it and have important conversations uh, here. And I don't think the movie is only the metaphor. Like if it was only the metaphor, then I would think it's preachy and annoying, but it's not. There's lots of other things going on in the movie. There's a bully narrative. There's a never give up narrative. There's lots of lessons that you can take from the story. Plus Judy Hopps is just a great character, well-voiced. It's so funny. It's got like crime, uh, noir kind of elements to it, crime, buddy cop kind of crime elements to it, uh, detective elements that are so engaging. And the, the villain is kind of predictable in a way, but I, I didn't mind it at all. And it has lots of little moments. I think the script is actually really solid. And uh, it's, it's, it's more than just sort of a race metaphor. It's also about like how we let fear kind of define us and how we don't sort of ask enough questions and we just sort of read the headline and then we get fearful and i think the animation is gorgeous the world build, world building is amazing and uh, i i love it i just i really do and it's number eight on my list is things to come and this movie probably not that many of you've seen this is a french movie starring isabelle huppert uh, who won for l at the Golden Globes and she's an amazing actress and this has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and with good measure and it's just so cool it's so well done because it's about this woman who's her whole life just like falls apart everything bad that you could have happen happens but it ends up becoming this like super empowering experience for her and it, it's a fly on the wall kind of movie uh, so if you're not the kind of person that likes movies without like a, a huge plot. This is just like about her life and about how everything kind of falls apart. And I, I just found it so moving and I found the characters so relatable. And and it's what really amazed me is there's a scene where she has to give a eulogy for her mother and she's an agnostic and she explains her sort of how she values life as an agnostic person. And I was moved to tears and I'm Christian. <laughs> and so I just thought, wow, the writing in this is just phenomenal and the acting is phenomenal. If the words of an agnostic person makes me cry because it was just so honest and so beautiful. Seven for me is The Red Turtle. And The Red Turtle is a combined project between Studio Ghibli, who I love, and a, a Dutch, I think, 
or Danish, I can't remember, uh, or Belgium, I can't remember, European studio. And it really has a feel if like Studio Ghibli and uh, Cartoon Salon that does Song of the Sea, if they had like a baby, then they would make this. <laughs> Those are like two of my favorite things in the whole world. This movie is so beautiful. First of all, the animation is incredible uh, and it has no dialogue. And so it's an incredibly bold movie. The music, oh my gosh, it's just gorgeous. It would be my pick for the best score of the year if I had any say on things. And it ends up being this just really incredible story about fate and how sometimes the kind of sometimes nature itself will stop you from making the wrong choice, I guess. And it's a love story and uh, it's just completely engrossing and engaging even though it has no dialogue. Number six on my list is Lion. And I don't know why, I feel like this isn't getting the sort of the love it deserves. I, I thought this movie, the true story element was just incredible that this actually happened and he was able to find his family through Google Earth and everything. And, and uh, but really like the first, especially the first hour when, when it's just about him as a little boy, oh my gosh, it was so compelling. It really reminded me of Slumdog Millionaire, which is one of my favorite movies ever and the little boy actor was so great it was you just felt panic you felt a uh, joy when he would be happy and uh, it was just totally engrossed i thought nicole kidman was excellent as his adopted mother and i don't know i just i just thought it was moving and beautiful and a great adoption message and uh and incredible cinematography great music Number five for me is Love and Friendship. This is the adaptation by Whit Stillman of the Jane Austen novel, Lady Susan. This actually like gave me a new Jane Austen uh, because I had never really read Lady Susan. I think I'd heard of it, but I never read it. And so I went and read it and I ended up loving it. And so I kind of, I, I love this movie partly because it gave me a, a new Jane Austen, which is, which is like my favorite author in the whole world. And this movie, I saw the same day that I saw X-Men Apocalypse, which I hated. And I saw uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass the next day. And so this movie was like a ray of light in, in two movies I did not like. And <laughs> I thought this movie was so funny and I rewatched it and I laughed and laughed and laughed. I love the performances. Kate Beckinsale, amazing. It's just, it's, it's tightly edited. It doesn't overstate its welcome. It has a different kind of character than I have ever seen from a Jane Austen story. And here Lady Susan is one who's selfish and she's kind of an anti-hero in a way because everything that she does end up, in the end ends up helping people. She can't really hate her, at least I don't. And, and they end up better off than where they, they left off. If she hadn't been as selfish, they would have been worse off. So I don't know. I just, I just thought her, her insight and her analysis was hilarious. I love Chloe Sevigny in this. I think she was so funny. And every time that she's like, <laughs> every time that she's like, my husband says we can never meet again. I just laugh and laugh and uh, Tom Bennett, so great. I, I, the costumes are great. The music is great. I, and it's just, it, compared to other Jane Austens where there's lots of a sense of, of waiting and sitting, and this was just more proactive and had more energy than any uh, I've ever seen before. And I, I love those other movies, but I love this also. This one will shock everybody here, I think.
So number four for me is Moana. And I know you're probably like, what? I can't believe that's not number one. This is the movie I connected probably the most emotionally with. Uh, I, I love Hawaii, I love Polynesia, and I thought they were very respectful of it. And I loved her her unselfish journey and how it kind of felt sort of like the Odyssey to me of, of just meeting a bunch of obstacles sort of along the way. The animation is stunning. I loved the water. I just wanted to like dive into it. It was so beautiful. I loved Maui. I thought he was great. I loved Hey Hey. I thought he was hilarious. I I was just thoroughly entertained from beginning to end with Moana. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was exciting. I thought it, it was so refreshing to have a character like her where like I love all different kinds of Disney princesses and I will defend them but it was really refreshing to me to see this new one from Disney with Moana. It's a cool mixture of independence and tradition like uh, that you don't see that often I really thought that was great uh, she loved her people and that's really what inspired her is when she sees the people that they were before when she sees that they were voyagers and that's when she gets really inspired to finally go and do something to help and to find Maui and um, I, I, I just loved it I, I number three for me is Hexa Ridge and you know Hexa Ridge was a movie that I was hesitant to see because I knew that it was super violent and it is it's so violent but it's a rare instance where I feel like the violence actually really made it a better movie because you get this basis of his faith and why he's doing what he's doing and one of the things I really liked is the fact that like his brother goes to serve and he has the same faith and this is his unique covenant that he makes with God. This is not something that is a, a, a rule dictated, dictated to him by his church. And I thought that that was really cool. Like you don't see that very often in faith-based films. That kind of reminded me in a way of like the stories of uh, uh, of Daniel in, in the Old Testament about how no matter what, he will go into that lion's den, but he is not going to uh, deny, he's, he's not going to give up praying to his God. So it was just that kind of personal covenant that, you, you know, you could just, like, just like Daniel could, could just say whatever needs to be said, uh, you know, and just fake it or hide it and say prayer inside. No, he's not going to do that. And that's the same way with Desmond in this movie. And I, I, I thought that was just so inspirational. So when he's on that ridge and he just keeps saying one more Lord, one more Lord, it was just so intense and so moving. And the fact that he just, I don't know, I just found it amazing that like he just kept saying one more and, and how many people he saves and I, I was so inspired by it. I left the theater just thinking, what can I do to help people? What can I do to 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 shed my faith to other people and be stronger and bolder and I don't know, it's just this hyper violent, super inspirational movie <laughs> that I loved. Two for me is Sing Street. I love this movie so much. It's the one I've probably seen the most of the movies this year. I just, I, I put it on when I'm feeling sad uh, and I just watch it and it just makes me so happy. This movie is like joy in movie form. I When I first saw it, I, I wanted to just stay in the theater and just watch it again and watch it again as if it was at a screening so I couldn't. And I love, I just love this movie. I love the characters. I love the relationship between the two brothers so much. I love the songs so much. I love the the romance so much. I I just 
it just all worked for me in every way. I thought the dialogue was great. I, I thought that it it had a real like core of sort of truth of taking risks and it and just this relationship between these two brothers and and uh, how it how our family can help us to take those risks I guess was just so great and also you know our loved ones that we fall in love with I I, I just I don't know I just think it's perfect I wouldn't change a thing about it my number one movie of the year this will probably surprise a lot of people but my number one movie of the year is is the anime film called Your Name. I've seen it three or four times now and every time it just gets richer and deeper and better for me. And it, it I think is perfectly executed movie. I loved this movie and it, it's so original. What it does so brilliantly is it starts out, it, it kind of hooks you in because it just starts out this light, breezy body swap movie for about 20 minutes and then it takes a turn where they find the characters find out something about each other and in and, and there's sort of a sci-fi element to it and other elements to it and it just becomes richer and deeper and more meaningful and more beautiful i loved the characters so much both of the the lead characters and even the side characters the dialogue is really great the animation is stunning they use light and comets and and it was just gorgeous and I, I it kept surprising me i mean that's one difference between this and moana is that i pretty much knew where moana was going to go this i had no idea where it was going to go i had no idea where the story was going to go it was so unpredictable and different and unique and uh, the music is is just gorgeous both score and songs i loved i I just, I think it is basically a perfect movie. I, I, I don't have any major flaws to it. The romance is just perfectly nuanced and perfectly handled, I think. And uh, and I just was so rooting for these characters to, uh, to kind of find each other more as friends than as like lovers. Like they develop this friendship so authentically and beautifully. And, and that's something that's always been really important to me is friendship. And I also liked how how much they learn through being in each other's skin, which was really great. You know, that, that she learns so much about like his friends and the way that he interacts with, uh, she goes on a date for him at a certain point and uh, the things she learns about him through that. And, and uh, just, just uh, the, the whole idea of sort of stepping in someone's shoes, inside someone's shoes and, and sort of experiencing their life. And uh, it, it was just, great. <laughs> it's a great movie and it's my number one of the year. It's the one that's the most unique, the most memorable, the most beautifully animated. And, uh, and so yeah, there it is. So that's my top 15 of the year. <sighs> I feel good about it. It was really hard. You have no idea how, how much I thought and, and pondered and everything about this. So Anyway, I'm sure it's very controversial. There's probably someone here that you don't like, someone here that you like, and some that you may not have ever heard of, so I encourage you to check them out. So thanks so much. Please subscribe to my channel, and I will talk to you later. Bye!